Burchin and Serena Appel. Hello, Colby. Hey, Serena, how are you? I am fantastic because we are joined today by Karen Deerwester, the owner of Family Time Coaching and Consulting, which inspires, supports, and supports parents and professionals in all aspects of living with children. She is an author, an educator, a coach, and a trainer, and supports parents and early childhood teachers. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for that introduction. It's, it feels so good to be here on this positive, exciting, connecting place. Thank you. Certainly. That's what we are trying to put out there. A lot of positivity and so are you. So thank you for all your work you're doing. Serena, I know Karen for probably about like eight years now. Um, I am so inspired by her. People wait forever to get into her class. And she just has such a way with mommies, daddies, grandparents, and kids. And I'm super excited. So thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you. It's It's been fabulous to watch you in my world bringing sunshine and joy um, to the to the to the hallways at Benetara. <laughs> that's truly what you are sunshine that's that's how I see you. you're always like bubbly and happy it's such a like a delight to go to school and see Karen in the morning even in the afternoon <laughs> it carries through <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Coffee, <right? laughs> so okay I'm gonna start in here so what inspired you to start family time and and focus on parent child development? Well, there's such a need when you realize um, you have this fabulous dream and vision of becoming a parent, and then the baby arrives. I mean, pregnancy may be complicated in its own right, but then the baby arrives, and especially the last decade, it's so lonely. It's so scary. It's so, you know, like, really? I get this life? And... um, And then I remember one time we had some newborn moms. I mean, our goal is to create that happy, safe bubble, to fall in love with your babies, to get to know who your babies are, who you are in this new role. And then and then the mothers came in and said, wait, wait, we've got to talk about how stressful mommy and me is. And I was like, not why we're the happy place. And they're like, yes, but I have to pick my best friend. That's going to be my friend for the next lifetime. I have to make sure that my baby is looking great sitting. I have to sit next to the right person. I have to be able to sing the songs. And I was like, no, no, no. So, you know, in this world with media, technology, information, parents are bombarded. So to have a space where people who Hopefully, understand your child, understand the ages and stages that parents are going through as well as children. Let us hold that for you. Let us create safety and moments of peace through the chaos. But I'm also like a toddler at heart, so I want to celebrate all the messiness of the spilt milk or the emotional volcanoes. Like, I want all of it. to be celebrated in this world and not uh, make it all look so pretty perfect like uh, you know, like an Instagram moment. That sounds beautiful. I really appreciate that because there's so many chapters and everything. So can you share with us some of the key resources and decision-making strategies that family time provides to parents and professionals? Just give us some, some details. Well, the hardest part is 
the trust and acceptance. To be able to be present and read the moment. I have this mantra that I share a lot, and it's, you're smarter than your child. Yeah, but not in the moment, not when the baby's crying at 3 a.m. or the two-year-old is dancing at the edge of a cliff or with older kids, all those risks and experimentation and testing and confusion. So how do you take that deep breath? Know that you are enough. Know that you can find it in either in yourself, in your child, or in your support community to find the answers that you need. <sighs> Every child is going to go through ages and stages. I mean, you guys know when your child hits a new stage and you're like, is your child driving you crazy this way too? And everybody's saying yes, but then everybody thinks their child is going to become this person that... Um, is going to be that complete outlier in the world. And then you realize, no, that's just that crooked path that's going to bring your child home to himself and to his purpose and mission and meaning. And I believe that I can see that and share that with a newborn, with a toddler, with a preschooler, or with a school-age child. Um, they are these little people, and they are showing us who they are. So it's taken that journey with your child. It's collaborative. Um, you want to be in control as parents. You feel pressure to be in control. But um, find the resource people that have the information, the knowledge, the experience. Trust your network, your peers. Trust those stories. And then feel really confident writing your own story for your family. So Karen, if a family has their last child at home and they are debating on setting, sending their child for mommy and me, actually family time, we call it now, what do you say to these parents? Because they're, they're really torn about keeping their last baby at home or sending them. Well, what do you, because I know this happens a lot. I had happened in my own family. So, and people, when I was told them I was interviewing you, they all said, I have this question and we all have the same question. What do you say to that kind of parents? Well, I certainly think there's lots of, our classes are an hour and 15 minutes once a week. So it's not a drop off into school. Um, you have all of that time. I think, I always say a parent is, a child isn't going to be smarter because they've come to our program. They're not going to get into Harvard because they've come to our program. Though I have done a podcast on From Family Time to Yale. And, I, and I've got all the secrets for that. But um, it really is, if a parent is feeling frustrated, adding more to their schedule, don't do it. Choose peace. Choose what works for you. If you need an hour and 15 minutes where you can turn off all those other commitments and obligations, take the advantage of that. If you come into the room and your child isn't looking like they're doing what makes the most of that time, Accept that too, because each child finds their way to take what they need from the situations we're going to give them. In our classroom, it's very open-ended. It's very child. Um, there's a lot of voice and choice. What do we know in this new crazy world? Voice and choice, whether you're a baby or a grown-up, gives it lowers cortisol levels. It, it takes away that amygdala hijack of stress. So if I can give you a place to be yourself, to be honored to be yourself, and to hopefully share that and understand that a little bit better, 
if it works, do it. But there's no pressure. And family time, mommy and me, early childhood is not supposed to add more stress to your world. It just isn't. Um, and we can give you, and, and in this world, you can get all these tools and connections and make them your own in a whole different way. So do it your way. There we go. Do it your way. Okay. So I just want to know if you can share any experiences of families, any tidbits, any stories that you may want to share about successes that you've had with your program. Oh, there's a million. Um, I have, and and it goes to that idea that we can see um, that child as in that person in the child from the very beginning. So I remember one day, um, a little boy is is leaving the circle, you know, because because we have a music time, and he's over there. And I said, "Don't worry, he'll be back at eighteen months." He's a young toddler. He's got to climb. He's got to explore. He's got to be busy making his own choices. Twenty months comes, and I'm looking around the room, and I said to the mom, "Guess what? He's never coming back. <laughs> never." <laughs> He is in his late 20s these days. Mm. He has gone off to create a magnificent company of his own, worth a lot, creative um, software. He is he carved his own path, but I looked and I said, here's how you, how do we figure that out? And she had to spend the next 10 years trying to figure out, um, does he need special services in elementary school? Is he outside the box? Where does he fit? What's the, what's going on? And I said, my take when he was a toddler is he's not wasting time. He's not frenetically jumping from thing to thing. He is focused, solving his own problems, a master of his own little world. Um, and he didn't change that 25 years later when they paid him $6 million for the first company. Um, but there's so many stories like that. The child who... Uh, so, you know, you hear all this stuff about sensory exploration with little ones. And parents like, he hate, they hate sensory. Don't touch it. And I'm like, certainly don't force them because... You're just, what's the one thing I know that's always going to fail in parenting? A power struggle. A power struggle, you will always lose. You will always go down that rabbit hole. It's it's going to make you crazy and not help you move for, forward with your child. So I'll always say like, so come to the table and I'll give them something else to tap the messy texture. Tap, 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 play near it. Uh-oh, something got on that tool that now is now messy and maybe it's on my fingers and now I have to think... Do I like that? Do I not like that as a kid? And then I can problem solve and make some choices. So when we come with our blinders and interpret a child's response in an activity, like this means this, this means this, this means this, usually we need to take 10 steps backwards and say, let's, let's, let's give my child time to explore, to respond, to look at options. Let me not meddle. <laughs> Let me not overmanage, over control. And if we can do that, the, the problem solving that comes emerges is there for it's problem solving for life. Wow. So I I want to ask you, how has family time evolved since the pandemic and also with millennials? Because that's big. What's changed since the pandemic is first of all, we know that the world is not clear. It's not certain. It's, it's out of control. And so we've become more flexible, adaptable, and resilient 
in responding to parents' needs. Um, parents, bravo to them, I think have a much greater voice and a much greater collaboration in their interactions with programming because it's like, I'm not going to waste my time. I, 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 you know, this doesn't fit me. Help, help me figure out the right schedule, the right options. Parents are taking charge. Um, there is no, I will decide what's best. And I think that definitely is the biggest change with millennials. Um, we, we, um, of course, I wrote a potty, tra- I wrote three potty training books, one for play school. And, and it was a, a few years after I wrote my first one that all of a sudden the parents are talking about potty training. And I'm like, can I help? Can I help? And I realized that was that whole idea of crowdsourcing decisions. We know the world doesn't want experts. The world doesn't want top-down solutions. The world and parents today need to be able to compare information, make the right choices for themselves. And so we, we are very different in terms of how we offer classes even, what kind of flexibility I have to incorporate into a class. So there's a local... Um, music program I've heard of that um, she's like, put your phones away, no talking, pay attention. And, you know, that might have worked with your parents' generation, but it's, it's, so, it's so invalidating of, of why parents are walking in that room and where their needs are. And in early childhood, our basic premise is meet children where they are, know what you're trying to teach and where you're trying to lead them, and then create a scaffold to get there. Well, it's the same thing with grownups. You know, meet me where I am. Um, If something's not working in what we're trying to create together, we'll figure it out together. We don't, it's, it's, it is, it is a growth mindset for all of us, whether we are kids or whether we are grownups. So we are all learning to be flexible, adaptable, responsive, as, as I'm sure you guys are in your profession as well. Very true. Very true. Serena, I will tell you, uh, during the pandemic, I was watching Karen do YouTube. Was it YouTube? I think it was YouTube. <laughs> we, we, I, I was manic putting out videos the, um, that they were sensational. Everyone was, was better than the next. I was, my kids and I were making things and watching how to do things. And, you know, my kids are older, but it was amazing to have that resource during the pandemic when we had nothing else to do. So thank you to you. You're great. Thank you. And then, and then at Benetora, we were able to do a whole year of outside classes, That's um, great. which was phenomenal. Again, growth and ad- adaptation. Right. And being flexible. So how can parents and professionals get involved with family time, working with you and your mission of promoting personal growth and joy and creating a better world for our families? Thank you. Um, I am at familytimeinc.com. They can um, find out about b'nai-torah.org, where we run classes for 130 families a semester um, here in Boca Raton. And that is um, just a beautiful community. Uh, and, and the best part about B'nai Torah is we get to watch kids grow through preschool. And then we're going to be watching for those bar and bat mitzvahs, too. So we don't say goodbye. Um, and, and then on social media, on, on Facebook and Instagram, please. Just jump in and say hello. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to you. And you really are just a shining light in my kids' eyes. So thank you. Thank you so much. 